Coming up today, Volcano Bay has a very interesting backstory that we are going to force you to listen to. Plus, you asked us a bunch of questions, and we want to give you a bunch of answers. So live from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. Episode 118 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Let the experts at Dreams Unlimited Travel help you plan the perfect universal vacation. You can visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I, of course, am your host with the most, Craig Williams, and today I am joined alongside by Mr. Rhino Clavin. Hello. Hello. You're trying to think of something clever to say about my name? Uh, Let's not worry about what I was doing, and instead (laughs) let's focus on what we are here today for, and that, of course, is universal orlando mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so we have a very good episode for you today we were given a ton of questions i do have to say uh, a lot and a lot came in right at the last second so mm-hmm. uh the first thing i have to say about that is shame on you guys for not giving us those <laughs> questions faster uh but yeah no we have a lot of good uh stuff to dis- uh discuss today in terms of all of those questions so i cannot wait to get to that but before we do get to that i feel like we should uh talk about a little bit of this a little bit of that so first off welcome back you were gone last Thanks. week so we had to have a pre-recorded show yes yeah. yes what was that show about bob marley yeah that was our finding out that bob marley a tribute to freedom was a nice little hidden gem sure is yeah sure was mm-hmm. so and uh in terms of hidden gems I don't think the next thing we're going to talk about is one, and that is... <laughs> I, was, I was wondering what that what that uh, segue oh, was. <laughs> let's not like beat around the bush. It was a terrible segue. <laughs> I take full blame for it. Um, but I want to talk about Volcano Bay. Okay. So, yeah, just recently, I believe yesterday, uh, Universal decided to share with us um, the actual story behind Volcano Bay because, well, every every good thing should have a story. Am I right? You sure are. <laughs> I, I can't think of anything clever to say either today. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. We're we're both not on our game. So um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about that. I know you haven't read it. I'm sure some people out here have already read this, so this will be a recap for you. But here is the legend behind Volcano Ooh. Bay, according to the Universal Orlando official blog. So let's go over the creation myth. And I am going to read this verbatim. So uh, if you've already known all this information, go ahead and skip ahead. We'll share our thoughts right after it, though. But anyways, it all began with the fiery god Krakatoa. (laughs) Though his wrath and fury dominated the land, he couldn't contain the adventurous spirit of his daughter, Tainui. 
she fell in love with a native youth named Kala. And when her fiercely protective father learned of the romance, he flew into a rage. He banished Kala forever to the sky where he became the moon. Ooh, uh, I wish I had drums. <laughs> yeah. The, the bongos. Like. Where's, where's the sound effects, man? I know. Where are the sound effects? There's another reason for the prize, Matron. Yeah. Air horn would not work in this case, <laughs> but, but a drum would. Overcome with grief, Tainui's tears became the sea. Krakatoa then realized he had only succeeded in destroying what mattered most to him, his daughter's happiness. Determined to reunite the young lovers, he reached into the earth and pulled it to the sky, creating the volcano of Volcano Bay. Krakatoa trapped the remains of his anger and jealousy in the form of the fire spirit Vol whom he imprisoned deep within the volcano. This is how the sky, sea, and earth united to form the paradise of Volcano Bay. I'm not, I'm not buying this. I just watched <laughs> Moana, and apparently Maui did all this stuff. Oh, so they've, they're stealing the, <laughs> the origin story. Uh, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But no, it's, uh, that is that first uh, the You're myth. welcome. Now let's talk about the Waturi legend. Mm. Mm. Before they came to Volcano Bay, the Waturi traversed the ocean in outrigger canoes in search of a new home. According to the legend, a mystical fish named Konuku was destined to guide them. Their voyages took them to the far corners of the South Pacific, and wherever they went, the Waturi embraced the customs, music, and art of the many people they encountered. But alas, nowhere did they find Kanuku. Hmm. Oh, on and on they searched until they came to the very edge of the world, and it was there where they found the Kanuku playing in the waves. Within a day, Kanuku and the winds of fortune led the travelers to the shores of Volcano Bay. The Waturi knew that at long last they had found home. Okay, this is... They're just retelling Moana, right? I was trying to do sound um, effects, too. I, well, if I knew the Moana, the Hawaiian language, uh, the Polynesian, I'm not sure what the language is there. But if I knew it, I would have cued in with some, some musical tones there. So it's really just the language barrier keeping me from that. Fantastic. So when you come to Volcano Bay, you'll be welcomed as one of the Waturi family. The islanders have never forgotten the kindness and generosity their ancestors encountered in their journeys across the Pacific. It is that same spirit of friendship that they extend to every guest who visits Volcano Bay. And then you'll get your tapu tapu crap and basically uh, the rest of that. So you will have the opportunity to speak with Vol inside the volcano, but first you have to find them. The Watori believe in living life to its fullest and creating stories through adventures. I can't, and this person says, I can't wait for you to uh, create your own stories and embrace your inner Watori. So uh, I guess when Volcano Bay opens on May 25th, Rhino, we're going to have to figure out how to, how to embrace our inner Watori. Mm-hmm. Tattoos. Yeah, going to get some tats? Yeah. I almost said, I almost said a inappropriate word there, but okay. Um, yeah, tats on my boobs. Yeah. So, any thoughts, inputs on this storyline that they created for it, Volcano Bay? It's surprisingly complex. I, you know, I appreciate it. I appreciate the the story and the. I don't know. I don't know. I like the idea that this giant glow volcano is going to have this kind of cool legend. It made me want to be sipping a tiki drink mm. whilst I, listening to yeah it. i mean at the end of the day at least they did take the time to come up with a nice deep original backstory to it uh 
maybe not super original. I don't know, but uh, it's it shows that they they actually put the time and thought into this. It's very Disney in the fact that they did want to create such an a deep and elaborate backstory to it, and I really really greatly appreciate it. Um, and uh, yeah, so. That is the story behind Volcano Bay. Good, bad, interesting, not interesting. That is up for you to decide. But regardless, we shared it. If you want to reread that, we'll make sure you can find where you can do so. But I believe we just have one more little bit of news item to talk about before uh, we actually dive into your questions and answers. And that, of course, is, as we expected, uh, sooner than later... Race Through New York starring Jimmy Fallon was going to start soft openings, mm-hmm. and it, it did, in fact, do so. But neither Rhino nor I have experienced this attraction yet. I'm nervous. Not nervous like I'm afraid of the ride, but like the 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 consent not i don't even know if you could say consensus yet, if it's been open long enough. Oh, it's the consensus is in. Yeah. It, it's making people a little nauseous. That's the fear for me. Yeah. I'm not going alone, that's the thing, because then I'll have to ride it again with you, so we're going together. Yeah, of, of course, uh, if you follow any of this stuff, uh, everyone's basically saying um, the the queue is incredibly immersive, it's uh, beautiful, the entertainment's great in there with the ragtime gals, hashtag the panda, uh, the, the museum walkthrough section is really neat, uh, but then the ride itself leaves a lot to be desired, which is what I was told by my source before uh, even the soft openings uh, started. So it's, uh, you know, it, it seems like they did hit some marks, missed them on the others. I, ju- I can't wait to actually get out and see it. It's just been, uh, it's been very hectic since you guys were all gone and I was here by myself and it was my birthday and I didn't want to celebrate my birthday by ruining your it favorite with talk show host, <laughs> Brian. Yeah. I, I, I celebrated by having a lot of beer and having fun. So I didn't need to throw Jimmy Fallon in the mix on that. Uh, but it is open. And uh, just as of today, you can start booking your, um, you can book your virtual line uh, tickets for that attraction now uh, with, uh, the Universal Orlando app, as long as you have that on your phone. So, uh, you know, we tested that out time and time again uh, with Despicable Me and Shrek. So it's a really good method. I highly suggest using it if you have the means to do so. Um, if you have a flip phone, I'm sorry. I, I don't think they have uh, coverage for that. But I know somebody who has a flip phone still. It makes you question your life choices when you know yeah. that person. <laughs> yeah. Well, do they watch? I don't know that they know technology like this exists. <laughs> I don't know if it's like a lost in time situation or something. Well, good, good. So I'm uh, I'm not going to judge that person. That's not what I'm here to do. What I'm here to do is help answer your questions, Rhino. Are we ready to jump in? I'm ready. I'm trying. To, I'm trying people. to just keep uh, keep watch on the chat over here. See if any good questions coming through here. I saw a couple at the beginning. Yeah, we we may. Haley, I see you, but we we have a lot of questions, so we may yeah. or may not get to these ones. Yeah, I, I do apologize. Um, you know, we've done the the live Q and A shows uh, at least once or twice here, and there are a lot of fun um but we got a ton of stuff on facebook some some are rehashes of questions that we've answered in the past before others are uh completely different so we will do our best to to pick out the most uh the most enjoyable ones and uh go with it that way so let's 
not beat around the bush anymore. Dive. Let's that was me diving in. Let's let's just dive right in, and we are going to start with our questions that we got from Facebook. This first one comes from Jamie Lee. We are headed to Universal at the end of April, and Ento will be my nine-month-old daughter. I know there is very little for her to do at both parks, so if you have any inside tips about attractions or shows that toddlers or babies could enjoy, I would appreciate it. Also, staying at Cabana Bay, yay! Is it better to take the shuttle back and forth or use the walkway? My dad will be in an ECV if that makes any difference. Rhino, in your opinion, a man in his early teens without any kids i don't want to give away your real age yes you chose any, correctly in that group <laughs> early, early teens. teens you know 13 yes any any attractions you'd recommend that would be good for toddlers or babies that they might enjoy because i have one that immediately the minion comes to mind minions the well I, I mean besides the the play area but i think that like minions appeals to people on all levels so it'll be enjoyable for um, both the children and the adults. The Despicable Me Minion Mayhem, is that what it's Well, called? it's it's a nine-month-old, though. That's really, really young. Oh, a nine-month-old. Nine okay. Not nine-year-old. Nine-month-old. Well, For a baby that? I don't know. My immediate thought is animal actors on location. Oh, uh, you know, yeah, good Lots idea. of... Uh, just a, there's a lot of stuff happening there. It's very child-friendly, and uh, as much as... I hate sitting through it. Even a day in the park with Barney uh, is very visually stimulating for young kids, in my opinion. Um, and kind of easy to get out of. Like, those are yeah. things that are easy to just kind of walk out of the child's putting up a fighter. Yeah. And, I mean, if you don't really want to listen or hear any of those, just easily put in your headphones and ignore the shows as they're happening. Yeah. And let your kids have all the fun. Uh, staying at Cabana Bay. Is it better to take the shuttle back and forth versus the walkway, considering there's going to be an ECV, and I'm also guessing a stroller for the nine-month-old? Uh, you'd know better than this to me, because I've never actually stayed at Cabana Bay, but I've done the walk with you. I enjoy the walk. However, it is a little lengthy. Yeah. So if you're fighting with, like, an ECV, I mean, obviously, you'd be fine, but... Um, Maybe with like a stroller. I think it all kind of depends on the mood of the family at the yeah. time, you know? Yeah, I got to say, for the most part, I'm pro-walking. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's pro, not. We always knew that about you, pro-walking. It's not a terribly long walk. Uh, and considering, you know, it's with ECVs and buses, it's always, uh, I don't want to say the words, it's not a hassle, but, you know, it does take a little bit extra work. Uh, throw on top of that a stroller that you'll have. For the nine-month-old, and I feel like you're just really starting to add on a lot of extra stuff. Whereas if you're not in a rush, if you're not overly tired, it is a very, very nice walk. Uh, It is one that when I lived in that area, I'd actually go and walk and run around that whole section. Um, And so I highly recommend that. And that is the way the cookie crumbles. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Yes. So our next one, this is going to be – I'm going to say this now. Nina Crombie asks, for someone who has severe motion sickness, which, if any rides, can I try? Thanks, guys. Love what you do. This is going to be the the final definitive time we say this. And if any other question and answers, we will refer back to this one exact moment. Or I will just finally up and make a part of our site dedicated to this instead of saying what you can try we're going to go and lift list off ultimately if you have even the little bit of motion sickness what you can't do 
Uh, and we're not talking about using Dramamine or anything like that. We're just saying flat out, if you went unprepared with motion sickness, what would make you sick? So let's start with the big ones. Obviously, uh, obviously, you're going to have Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. Yeah, that one happens a lot. I, I feel like a lot of people, yeah. it, it catches some people who don't even have it off guard. Exactly. You're going to have uh, The Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man, as mm-hmm. well as Transformers The Ride 3D. Uh, you're going to have even the Hogwarts Express. I know it doesn't seem like it should be much. It's just a train moving just back and me- forth. Mess but, it, trust me, though. If you have motion yeah. sickness, it can mess with you uh, a little bit. I would even say uh, Escape from Gringotts as well because of the 3D element uh, of the attraction. That can also really mess with you. Uh, Simpsons Ride, that's going to oh, do yeah, a lot to you. For sure. Absolutely. Um, I would also say The Cat in the Hat. Yep. Because mm-hmm. it's got an obsession with spinning in that ride. Yeah. And uh, that would also go along with uh, Storm Force Accelotron, which is a teacup style ride. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's. You should know that just looking at it. But if you I, can't figure it out, yeah, that's going to make you sick as well. Um, let's throw in Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem, yeah. as we said. Um, and now, of course, Race Through New York, starring Jimmy Fallon. That's making a ton of. Uh, uh, not not a ton, but it is making a good amount of people sick. So, um, where else do we go? I'll even throw in the Incredible Hulk coaster. Uh, I'm good on that attraction if I'm sitting in either the front row or the back row. Mm-hmm. If I'm in any of the middle rows, I will walk away from that with some motion sickness. Hmm. And I don't, that's not, I can ride any other attraction. It's something about that just gets to me though i'd say men in black has a little bit of spinning in it too but if you're like if you trust your skills in the uh the laser shooting arena you should be okay because that's i usually like rely on other people to hit the other car so their car spins and not ours yeah so um that's i'm I'm an ace when it comes to that so i believe that is that is basically the the full list of everything obviously if if roller coasters make you sick too you're going to want to avoid dragon challenge as well as uh the mummy but uh, if but i get motion sickness on it and the mummy doesn't bother me yeah. to be honest but but again that's it's a personal you got to know your level of motion sickness i'm pretty high like it it, it makes easy thing like i do a swing set sometimes and i get sick um so my my tip on that is Go to Guest Relations on the way into the park at City Walk and tell them you would like some Dramamine, and they will give you the off-brand Dramamine. Mm. And it, you just wait 45 minutes, and then you should be good to go. There you go. That's a good tip from Mr. Rhino himself. This next question comes from Matthew McDonald. That sounds familiar. Oh, I'm thinking Michael nope. McDonald. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a cue if you wanted to start uh, singing. I, but I couldn't think of a song at all. Like. What's in the Forty Year Old Virgin? Where he's that's that's Michael McDonald, it's, right? Um, that they leave on the TV yeah. over and over again. Oh, well, it's a. I mean, the Paul Rudd joke that goes with that is the Yama. If I hear Yama be there one more time, <laughs> yeah. Yama blow my brains <laughs> yeah. out. Um, you go taking it to the streets. <laughs> he's not, he's, God. Um, anyway, so Michael McDonald asks the age old question, and this is a very good one. What incentive do I have to take a day or two away from Disney? As it stands, a one-day, two-park pass for two adults and two children is roughly 650 to $700. I can't justify that for one day. And our family loves, loves Harry Potter. What say us? Go. I mean, that's worth it for the Harry Potter. For me, Harry Potter is a 
There's nowhere in the world that you are going to get the Harry Potter experience like you are at Universal Studios, Orlando specifically, because they have Diagon Alley, they have Hogsmeade, and the Hogwarts Express. Oh, my God, I cannot speak. You, Whatever. You know what I'm saying. But you you could spend all day in both of these places if you are as big of a Harry Potter fan as you claim to be. If you're somebody who's just going to go in and go ride, 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 leave – then that's that's on you. But there's more to these attractions than just rides. And I, I feel like a lot of people – like on my recent trip to Disneyland, I think a lot of people sometimes just – it's all about attraction, 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 attraction. And you don't want to like stop – I don't. I notice like people don't seem to stop and look at the theming around them or take in the atmosphere of where you are and you know just soak it in. You don't have to do a million attractions. Yeah. Just enjoy the walk around. That's me. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's uh, that's uh, you brought up a lot of good points. I, I think Universal as a whole has a lot to offer between um, all the attractions that they do have on top of the theming, the general atmosphere, some of the great dining that we talked about uh, here on this show many times. Uh, I, I'm gonna throw it sideways on this though. And uh, did you see the the college humor video that came out? Just like yesterday. I did. I actually watched it last night right before I went to bed about the Disney fans. Yes. The adult Disney fans. Yeah, the adult Disney fans on a date say, and uh, just to summarize if you haven't seen it yet, it's absolutely hilarious. I'll put a link in the show notes uh, for this. I do have a passport. It's a Disney passport. <laughs> it's a Disney passport. I get it stamped at every place I go to in Epcot. Um, and so, yeah, basically the the video is a couple who are talking about where they should go on vacation. Uh, the huge Disney fan wants to go to Disney World. And the, the girlfriend or wife or whoever is in it, uh, she wants to go to Europe. And she's pitching why she should go to Europe. And he's counteracting with, but Disney, Disney. Not, we can do all this stuff at Disney. You mean we like Spain and everybody <laughs> yeah. says like Germany and Italy at Epcot? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it just points out how and, you know, we are both Disney people. I, yeah. I moved down to Florida to work at Walt Disney World. That's where it all started. Um, I thought I was out. And now I've got that Disneyland poison in my vein yeah. that it might pull me away someday. And I, I literally I, you know. I was the person in the video. We came down, not every year, but every other year, and then more increasingly, and then it just kept rolling and rolling and rolling. You get into that that bubble where you feel safe, and Disney is your happy place. And I'm never going to tell anyone not to do that, because I, I do feel that way about Disneyland, and I feel that way about a lot of places that I go on vacation to. But... There is so much out there in Orlando beyond Walt Disney World. There is so, so much, and especially at Universal. And I know it costs money and it takes away from your Disney vacation, but it's if you just give it a chance and see what else is out there, you will not be you won't be disappointed, especially as you said in your question, you love Harry Potter. If you love it like that, it's it's worth getting out to. I mean, and it, Again, go anywhere outside of Orlando. It doesn't have to be a theme park. Go go to any of the the crazy dining establishments that we have around here. Kind of the the little hidden gems that are off property. Go to downtown Orlando, okay, well, which is nice. There's the thing that so with Disneyland, we've go so much now for work. Like I, I'm obsessed with Disneyland. You know, you poisoned me. I I always say you got me into the little nitty gritty stuff. Yes. You know, and um, 
But you also taught me about how you kind of – every time I go out to California, I like to do one thing new every time. At least one that is a non-Disney related, you know? Yeah. So I look into that stuff before I go. Like what's a really good local restaurant? Like you said, what are other local to- – you know, not tourist things, but what are, what are they known for, you know? Exactly. So it makes the trip more interesting. Yes, you sacrifice a little of that pocket of that time, but it also makes it like, okay, I, maybe it's something new that I want to go there every time for. Now, exactly. You know? And that's uh, – you know, it's it was very hard for me to do that um but and there is there is the balance um once you start learning what's out beyond the gates of disney you will learn to balance it like i do in california now i enjoy just going out and seeing la hiking going out and experiencing different things in southern california just as much as i love disneyland Mm -hmm. the same can be said of walt disney world too there there's a lot so please, please, please give it a chance. Get out and see more. Uh, you won't just just pay the money. Just do it. So our next one, you were asking before the show started, so we're going to call her out a little bit. You said, well, Jillian's probably going to have a question. Well, Jillian <laughs> does have a question. Jillian said, during HHN, if you could add a house or area based on any horror movie in history, what would it be? Mm, uh, Rhino. Repeat the question. Oh, goodness gracious. He's answering a question in the could, chat. If you could add a house or area based on any horror movie in history, what would it be? Oh, at Universal? Yes. Gremlins. I'm done. That's it. Gremlins. No. I feel like it's self-explanatory. We love the hol- holiday hybrid. It's Christmas yep. meets Halloween, but it's like I would love the idea of the puppets. I think they did such a great idea with the puppetry in um, the American Werewolf in London. I almost said Paris, and uh, someday we'll get that house. I'll keep campaigning. Yeah. I'm the only one. Um, and I I just think there's that rise in that 80s, you know, that nostalgic thing that I would love to see something like that. Even yeah. make, make it both movies, uh, you know, whatever. Well, yeah. I'll go into that office building in the second movie. No, I, I agree 100%. That's actually I, – I know we've kind of talked about this before, and we've given answers like, oh, it would be great to see Hitchcock. It would be great yeah. to see all this stuff. I'm actually all for Gremlins. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the more the more unique houses we've gotten year after year, the more it makes sense to find that right balance of a beloved. It's like funny. It's scary. It reminds me like yeah. how we why we love Krampus exactly. Like, and you can have the puppet effects can involve like them on the humans where the humans are running around with them. You can you know what I mean. You can do the the snowplow scene. You can do the bar scene would be great. Um, it's just there's a lot of stuff in there yep. that you know that I think would be fun. Yeah, the only other thing I will say is I would love to see we, – we saw Aliens vs. Predator uh, a couple years ago. I would love to see just straight up Alien. Oh, yeah. Just like the, the first one. You're on the Nostromo. Yeah. Yeah, and then maybe there's a scene with the android with the like the white – the milk spraying everywhere. Yeah, I, I think there's a, enough in that movie – to add, I mean, obviously, you're going to need a lot. This could be the year because of the new Alien movie. So maybe we will. I mean, it would probably be Alien Covenant. It would probably wouldn't be the original Alien. But still, we might get an Alien house this year. I'd be surprised if we didn't. I would love to get one just fully Alien. Um, I think that would be great. It's a very underappreciated movie, in my opinion. Uh, and something that could be absolutely terrifying. Uh so, yeah, I would I would vote for either Gremlins or Alien. That's where I'd go with. Moving on to the next question, Valerie Bogus, I believe is how we would pronounce it, asks, for a first-time visit, is it better to go during an event like Mardi Gras or a quieter time to see the normal park? I think this year 
since they expanded Mardi Gras, like you and I went in on that day where it was just the parade. I think it was actually a pretty good day to go and get like a taste of the event if you can do a situation like that. Because I don't think that Mardi Gras necessarily changes or warps the view of the park during the day. It's just the nightlife of the park becomes a little more alive because normally the park closes at like seven or eight. This keeps it open a little later and it's a little bit more of a party. Yeah, I um, so my opinion on this comes from a standpoint of seeing how Disney does things. Uh, Disney realized that in the slow periods, uh, they could definitely attract more people by adding either special events, extending uh, extending the food and wine festival, extending flower and garden, adding festival of the arts. Uh, you know, they they figured that out. Beyond just doing perks like bigger discounts and and hotels uh, or and um, and free dining stuff like that. So, in in my opinion, while it does kind of detract from the normal park experience to have an event like Mardi Gras or even uh, or during the holidays or having the park close early for Halloween Horror Nights, these events are part of what makes Universal so incredibly amazing. Um, you know, it's it's great year round. It really is, but the way they do their events, I, I think it just it adds another dimension. It adds a new appreciation. That's why that's why over at Disney, you know, people come down for the first time during a uh, food and wine or flower and garden, and they they kind of go in with that mindset of okay, well, every time I go back, it has to be during this time of year. I think if you did the same thing with Universal at HHN time or Mardi Gras, you would feel that same way. And let's be real, during an off-season time, when these events aren't happening, you know, you can get around the parks very quickly, and they close very early, too. And so then you're just kind of left twiddling your fingers, like, well, what, what else do I do? I mean, so why not? Why not come during an event time? It's not going to ruin the experience. It's only going to make it better. And I that's, agree. That's all I have to that's say about that. That's all I have to say about that. Yes, sure. So, another question we get from time to time. Ask again. Uh, it's been asked again, and we will answer it again. Jay Waxman says, can you comment on the various Express Pass options? Are they worth it? What about the VIP experience? Well, your Express options are obviously, if you're staying at one of the on-property resorts uh, that offers Express, that being uh, Portofino, Royal Pacific, as well as Hard Rock Hotel, you will get free unlimited Express with your hotel room. Uh, the other hotels you will not, unfortunately. These ones you will get free, unlimited use. If you want to buy Express, uh, it changes price based on time of season, uh, how busy the day is supposed to be. Um, it, it varies. If it's a slow day, you can get Express at a very good price. You probably won't need it. If it's very busy, you're going to pay an arm and a leg, but you will need it. Um, and that Express Pass, the normal Express Pass, it will be good for one-time use at every attraction that has express now there is an unlimited express that you can purchase as well uh and that obviously does come at a higher charge to it but then you know you get the same perks as the express pass except you get to use it as much as you want over and over and over again um so obviously you know we recommend trying as long as it's feasible with money we recommend trying to stay on site mm-hmm. at a hotel that gives you the free express. But if it's that much of a difference between like 
staying at Royal Pacific and staying at Cabana Bay, where Cabana Bay, you could add on express passes and it's still less money than Royal Pacific. Obviously do. Yeah. Cabana Bay and then add on express. Um, and then the next thing I look at with that is, for me and how I would use express, a lot of the attractions that do take express, again, are these are these simulator-style attractions, your big popular ones. Um and if these are going to make you motion sickness, uh, or make you sick because of the motion, you may only want to do them once. You might not want to do them over and over again, meaning you don't need the unlimited express option. You can get away with just a one-time use. But uh, I guess that depends on how much you plan on rewriting these attractions. And then there's also the mindset of, you know, use your express pass once on all of them, and then you'll be willing to wait in line on the rest of them. Uh, If you have a good touring plan, you know, you might be able to get in, knock a lot of the attractions out without express. And then once it gets busy in the day, then start using it. There's a ton of options regardless. Uh, You know, as long as it's not a super slow day, all I can say is that it will benefit you if it's even moderately busy to severely busy. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. They concur. Yeah, this next one. And I guess, sorry, too, with the VIP experience, uh, I've I've never done a private VIP tour at Universal uh, Orlando. I've only done the the group VIP tours. Um, Those are good, but... You don't really get a say in what you do. They kind of have a – they script out your day making sure you hit all the big attractions, and there's not a lot of spontaneity with it. Um, So I would recommend if you have the means to do it, do the private tour um, because I know those from the VIP tour guides that I do know that work there, they literally let – you tell them what they want. You want to do that day, and they do everything for you. It is very expensive. But you will have your day catered exclusively towards you. So, um, but you don't need to do that. You can get you can get a good full day in with just the use of Express. I, I've never done it here in Orlando. I've only yeah. done the Hollywood, Hollywood. One, which is which we talked about in another episode. But I believe it was worth it if you're somebody like who loves movies and history and stuff like that, like us. Tis excellent. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, oh, uh, blah. <laughs> I almost called you Oliver. I apologize. Wow. He's not here anymore. What can I do for you? He's not I here. I hope he watches this. I'm still knows well, I'm doing horrible it's, impersonations. He of, ate the Aki. That's a problem, remember? That's a, yeah, the diarrhea for yeah. he He's got the diarrhea. He vomited, diarrhea, and now he's no longer with us. So uh <laughs> Diarrhea forever. It's a little Mrs. Doubtfire for you. Yep. Uh this next one comes from uh, Valerie Bagus, I believe is how you say maybe Bogus. Uh, Rhino, I'm gonna. That's let, a bogus question. I'm gonna let you answer this. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite version of butterbeer? <sighs> I like the fudge butterbeer. It's good. Mm-hmm. I think the hot one is actually surprisingly my favorite, but mm-hmm. you can have it the least amount of times of year because it's only available for a little bit of time. So if you have the choice between the two, the standard or the frozen, it's the frozen. But if all three are there, the hot. There you go. I would say cold. That's all I go with. Cold. I just, it, like, I had the, so what happened to me in the cold one is the first day that I ever tried butterbeer, it was like 110 degrees outside. Yeah. And so I got it and we sipped it a couple of sips and it got really warm in my hand really fast and it got really gross really fast. That, that was, so that's my aversion to the normal one. I think I might have to give it another shot though. I would. It's my favorite. And what I say goes. And it's that's true. The way, it is. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. So, Second time doing that. 
If you didn't drink yet, now's your time to drink. Okay, this is another good one. This one comes from Christine Forsyth. Christine asks, what's your favorite hidden secret in Diagon Alley? The um, moving sign of, uh, I don't know if it's hidden or secret, but people don't often walk down the outer hallway to go out the back. Mm -hmm. And there's a Bellatrix the Strange wanted poster out there that I really like. That's one of my favorite details, at least. Yeah, my favorite thing, of course. Uh, I probably mentioned it on the show before, and I will mention it again. Uh, at the main entrance into and out of uh, Diagon Alley, once you're actually in Diagon Alley, if you turn and look up, you will see uh, there is kind of like a clothesline hanging up on the second floor, and there's a shirt, a pair of pants hanging on the line. Well, the pants are actually uh, our Dragon Challenge pants. Oh. So, um, you know, there's there's been plenty of rumors throughout the, the past uh, couple months and basically the past year of maybe Dragon Challenge will go away at some point in time uh, because it is a, a lot of space that could be utilized way more efficiently. I well, if it goes that. away... I hope it's for a Harry Potter expansion. Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to see it go away genuinely, but that's a lot because of the emotional attachment that's in there. But um, if it was to go away, at least I would enjoy the fact that there is still tribute to it in Diagon Alley, always hanging up there. So there is that to it. But that is my favorite secret in Diagon Alley. The magic. It, it is magical. The same as this next question, which comes from Candice Driscoll. Pereira? Ah. Butchering your name. Is that um, Polish? Pereira? Is it better to get to the park right when it opens or to wait while or to wait a while so you're not too tired to stay until closing? If you're just going for the day, park to park pass, no express passes, Harry Potter rides, top priority. Get there early or wait till later in the day. Um... It's a tough one. It's a tough one. So I feel like if you come right at opening, the turnstiles get backed up. The the like into the parking garage gets a little backed up. Um, I don't think it's really a matter of whether you're going to make it all day. The park's only o- ever really open until seven or eight o'clock at night. You know, unless it's like a full long day randomly to like nine p.m. Um, I'd say you want to be there by like ten or eleven. Hmm. I don't know. That's just me. I don't like to go like I. I mean, right at park opening, if you're there, like, I don't like being stuck with all the cars as they're parking because that, for me, is the most stressful part. Well, I'm going to answer it in a very mean way. It's oh, gonna, yeah. I'm apologizing for why it is going to come off so rudely. It is your vacation. You chose to come to Orlando on vacation. When you did that, you should have known that you don't get to relax on this vacation, that it is going to be nonstop going from the time you wake up until the time you go to sleep. And because of that, you need to get to the park before it opens, like 30 minutes before it opens, and you need to be out there waiting for it. And then you can take a break in the middle of the day. Don't have to go back to a hotel. Go have a nice long meal somewhere in City Walk. Uh, I don't even have to do that. Just sit sit on a bench and just ponder. Mm. And then you Write stay. Write in your Hogwarts journal. Yes, you can do that. And then you are going to stay until the very end of the day when all of the lines get short again. And it is magical because everything is more magical at night. And that's mm-hmm. what you're going to do. And you know what? You're going to be tired at the end of your vacation, but it's not a beach vacation. It's a universal vacation or a Disney vacation. And if you don't go balls to the wall with it, then what are you doing? What are those balls doing? 
Okay, you did not have to say it like that. <laughs> I don't like that expression. I well, I don't like your expressions now. <laughs> so there's two of that. So I'm sorry. What? What? Gone. Okay. So this next 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 one next one comes from Mary Pasternak. I am staying at the Disney Pop Century in April. Not planning to rent a car, but would like to visit Universal. Also, what would be the best way to get there from the pop? I don't know. Don't they offer transportation now? Isn't there like a bus that'll come get you at Disney? Well, I Uber. mean, obviously, yeah. That that's going to be Uber. Yeah, that's going to be one of the first things we recommend. Just doing uh, either an Uber or Lyft, whatever uh, ride sharing service pleases you. I would never take a cab. That's just my opinion. Way overpriced. Way too expensive. But luckily, in this situation, uh, as you mentioned. Um, there a bus to take you back and forth uh from disney to universal of course we've talked about it before uh through dreams unlimited travel which of course is the sponsor of our show that we have a financial relationship worth with i'm familiar not worth um we sell a ticket that is basically a uh a park pass that also includes round trip transportation to and from your disney resort and probably a month or so ago maybe even longer we posed a question uh out there if anyone's used it can you please tell us about it because we literally had no idea we've never used it we live here we don't have concerns with that but we know it's also very popular and uh and uh something that could be valuable for people so we actually did get a response about this from one of our listeners who's used it mm-hmm. named trisha so i'm going to read what she says regarding the experience give it to us trish i will well no i'll be trisha i'm trisha <laughs> uh no did you say I'm, steak did you say steak <laughs> um cakes and pies cakes and pies okay so my name is trisha and i have purchased the universal ticket option from dreams unlimited travel and i'm happy to share my experience i last used this ticket in 2011 so i hope my experience is still relevant it's more relevant than our experience with it my sister and i were staying at port orleans french quarter for a week at walt disney world but we knew we wanted to visit Universal Orlando and Islands of Adventure for one day of our stay. We purchased our tickets in advance online. Our tickets were mailed to us and included a voucher for round-trip transportation from Mears. We had to call Mears the day before we wanted to go to Universal and set a pickup time. If I remember correctly, the voucher said we had to be picked up between 8 to 10 a.m. So we set up for 8.30 a.m. pickup. The shuttle was a commuter van similar to what you see for Super Shuttle or one of the Mears vans at the airport. There's probably four to five other people in the van, so not too crowded, but not exactly cozy either. We got there pretty fast. For our return trip, we had to call Mears before we wanted to leave and let and let informed the driver that we wanted to be picked up. Uh, there were people in the van on the way back with us, but we still got back to Walt Disney World very fast. This was before Uber was huge, so I'm not sure if we would still go with this option again for getting to Universal from Walt Disney World, but it was a pleasant experience, and I would recommend it. So there you have it in terms of the ticket with the round-trip uh, transportation. You know, I guess that just depends on how you feel in terms of comfortability with Uber or Lyft or anything like that, I personally, I don't see problems with Uber and Lyft. I've 
never had super bad experiences. Only one time, uh, Rhino and I were in an Uber in oh, Hershey, Pennsylvania, with the most racist old person <laughs> yeah. in the world, um, who yeah. clearly didn't know that he had a, a gay man sitting in the back <laughs> of his van. Um, <laughs> otherwise, that probably wouldn't have went too well. Uh, but other than that, I've only had great experiences with I it. Have so. not. I, I, not, I have not. It wasn't a terrible one, but... It was this trip to Disneyland. I had to take an Uber at like four thirty in the morning to get to the airport, and she picks me up and we get in the car. And this is the second time this has happened now, where they don't really speak English. And that's whatever. That's fine as long as you know where you're going, I guess. But if you're asking me what way to go, that's where I'm like, okay. So she took me away to the airport that involved not a single highway or or anything, and I've never known how to do that for my house but yeah. it also takes 45 minutes instead of the 18 minutes it was supposed to take so i i almost i pretty much got at my flight right when it was boarding and i would have been there like really early so just you know check your rating of your uber driver if you feel uncomfortable when you see the rating when it pops back up just give them the new exactly it's just important to rate them because then uber or lyft they won't send out people with lower ratings so it weeds that out so it's, it's actually a really good system exactly so uh plenty of options overall um you know, I think it, it could be good to do the round-trip transportation ticket. It's all in there, so then you don't have to worry about it. But again, um, if if you are constantly using ride-sharing uh, services, you're probably going to end up going that way either. Regardless, um, those are your options. Again, you have cab. Don't do a cab. No. Ridiculous. I, I, I'm Seriously, Uber, Lyft, if you've never used it before, you can usually get a coupon, too. So whatever the price is, you can probably get like 10% off at least, maybe like yeah. 5 or 10 bucks. If you get somebody else in your group, have them, and they've never used it before, have one go one way, one go the other way. There you go. So this one comes from Vanessa Grinchero. I have a 7- and 10-year-old who like all rides and love Harry Potter. Because of cost, we can only do one park. Islands are your universal. Mm. Have they? Uh, did they say they've done it before or no? Uh, they have not said that. I'm going to imply they've never have done it before. Otherwise, they probably uh, already have an opinion. It's hard because Forbidden Journey is the best Harry Potter. Like it's Hogwarts, and the ride for me is probably my favorite ride in Orlando. But then Diagon Alley is the best themed area in any place. I'm going to say Diagon Alley mm. because the ice cream, you can still get your butterbeer. You can buy the interactive one there. You can do it on the other side too. But I like that. It, I like that to see that fully immersive theming. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, guess, yeah. it's a very tough one. Uh, I'm actually going to go the opposite route and I am going to say uh, go to Islands of Adventure. Uh, I do believe that Forbidden Journey is the the best ride, and my number two favorite ride at Universal, uh, of course, is Spider-Man. the Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man. Dude, it's and, true. And then also having the Incredible Hulk, having Dragon Challenge, having Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park River Adventure. I, you know, I love High in the Sky, Seuss Trolley Train Ride. Okay, I'm changing my answer. And, I'm changing it back. You know, as much as much as I love the immersion of Diagon Alley, and I think that is the most breathtaking experience you can have in any theme park. I love the entire Springfield Simpsons area. I love I love me ET. I love me ET. Um, I just feel like personally, if 
kids in that age range are wanting they're going to want to go on lots of rides and uh when it comes to rides for that age range islands of adventure is the perfect park for that that age group that is you know just starting to get into the preteen era so that is my opinion on that moving along jack heineman asks what is one attraction you wouldn't mind seeing leave for studios and one for islands oh toughy which one would you like to see go away? Go away, like go leave away. the park. Leave, get out. Oh, um, the uh, in islands easily the uh, the stupid stunt sh- the show. What's the show we don't like? Simbad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, get that out of here. That's easy. So the other one in studios. I don't know. You say your islands one. Let me think about studios. I'm I'm the problem is oh, mine Barney. is the same exact way. I'm all I'm all the way on Simbad. Yeah, get, get it, it out. out. So, so then the other one, I would say, I, I guess I would say Barney, hmm. or one of the things over there, because like it's, I I don't know, I haven't really seen Barney though, so it's not fair to say it if I haven't seen it. Oh, this is a t- this is a tough question. You, there's a there's Shrek. Yeah. Mine would be a toss up between Shrek or Fear. Oh no 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 no! I know what it is. hundred okay. percent now animal actors get rid of it i don't like the fact that there's animals there for some reason i don't like zoos that much these days i like i like animal habitats and things like that but i don't you, what a big giant waste of space that could be doing something so much cooler right there okay hippie <laughs> i'm sorry I, that's why i said get rid of fear factor i can't believe you i i didn't know that was still a thing to be honest with it you. is it is and the thing is about what i love about animal actors is you know they do train the animals and they use them for quite a bit of time but after they have finished their runs as animal actors uh they are adoptable for universal employees okay see and now i know that. I like that i feel better about it okay and what animals are involved in it there's a horse though isn't there there's dogs cats i believe they have pigs when they're available little oh biggies little piggy so um, um but it's you know i I would say fe- I will agree with you though. Fear Factor, I would rather go see animal actors than Fear Factor. So I guess it's like I thought Fear Factor was already like a shutdown thing that runs seasonally. Yeah, I mean it does run seasonally, but it does come back. Get rid of it. So yeah, it, it's really for that. It's between that and Shrek. I and you know I was okay on Shrek for a while until we went and we did that as part of the Hall of Fame, and then it just it lost lost all interest for it again. So we are going to wrap it up with one final question. I apologize for not getting to anyone in the oh, chat, no. but hopefully, uh, hopefully, very soon we'll be able to do a um, a chat exclusive uh, episode where we will. Um, oh no, we might be having a little bit of technical difficulties. I do apologize if that is happening. Uh, can't do much about that, but uh, yeah. So if I forgot what I was going to say. Um, we had maybe a little an bit. exclusive chat. Yeah, we. Had, yeah, that's it. Sorry, we had a little bit of technical difficulties there, so I kind of got. Sorry, he got a little frazzled. rambled and frazzled for a little bit there. A little Mrs. Frazzle um, driving her school bus. Yes, exactly. So uh, we will have an exclusive. Uh, hopefully, very soon, we'll do a live question and answer where we only take questions from the chat and we just really interact with you guys. So we'll do that in the future. But let's go ahead and hit the final question and that one is going to come from 
the lovely Ms. Jen Roberts, who we both know. Um, and she asks, "Do we? Do I know who she is?" Genevieve. Genevieve. Yes. Okay. All right. What do you think Disney theme parks could learn from Universal theme parks and vice versa? Ooh, that is a good question. Um, what do I think that Disney theme parks could learn from Universal theme parks? I think that Disney, um, and I, I, sorry, I keep talking about my Disneyland trip, but what I've noticed between Disneyland and Disney World this last trip, and what I think that Universal captures pretty well, yeah. is about allowing some of the stuff to stay mature. Is, is like, you market your park as a family park. So that doesn't mean just the children in the park. It means that you have stuff for everybody. So it means the adults too. Like don't, it feels like Disney world kind of does cater a little bit to the younger side as opposed to Disneyland who realizes it's a local audience. So it's people that have been here for years. We make it kid friendly, but it also has the vibe where like, if you're going to take somebody on a date, you could go take them on a date to Disneyland. And it's not like here, I'm at this kitty thing, you know? It's it just some sort of I, – I don't know how to put it into words, but don't be afraid to be PG-13. Don't be afraid to like just because it's not a child – a children's movie, don't be afraid to not market it in your park. Like yeah. we, Marvel's a great example. The movies are all PG-13, and they appeal to both kids and adults. You know, I, I'd say that they they could learn a little bit from Universal. Universal isn't afraid to be a little more edgier yeah. sometimes, and I think that Disney kind of, especially Disney World, has kind of maybe lost that edginess a little bit. And not in the way where I'm like get rid of the children or anything, but just in a way where I'm like make it make it exciting for everybody. Don't be so delicate about everything. And the other way around, I don't know. I have to think about that for a second. Yeah, I mean, I would the on the opposite flip side of that, um, the one thing I think Universal needs to. Uh, both Disney and Universal need to learn together. I get how you want to take your biggest, best intellectual properties that you believe you have and put everything into them and really go like balls to the wall with it. Sorry, same with the balls Talking again. The They're balls back. again. The balls are back, <laughs> and I just just because it is a hit financially in theaters or very popular on TV not talking about any talk show hosts in general or anything like that nobody who's ever fallen on a ride or yes, anything like that nothing yeah. like that just just because it, it it does have some popularity behind it there's there's a presence there doesn't necessarily mean it needs to be translated into an attraction uh it it just really it it doesn't. Some things are better left untold, unexplored, and I think both. I, I don't know if you know Comcast has done so many great things for Universal. I'm starting to get concerned that the synergy is starting to switch. Where you know before it was let's let's give them the freedom to make these creative environments and see what can happen. And now that it's working, now they're trying to have too much of a hand in what's happening. I don't know if that's the case or not. Uh, you know, that can be definitely argued with Disney when they try stupid things like that pirates walkthrough that was at um, Hollywood studios for a very short lived time. So, you know, both, both parks are guilty of making things that don't need to exist. And mm-hmm. I think they both need to learn that from each other. Uh, there are some things you step back and say, let's, let's not do this one yet. 
Not looking at you, Fast and Furious. Cannot wait for Furious, Fast and Furious Eight. Oh my God! The, the trailer, fate. the trailer was in front of Logan last night again too. The, and the state stu- of the Furious, the stupid tank that comes up. We're gonna need a bigger car or something. What does he say? We're gonna need a bigger. Sh- not he doesn't say boat, but I believe from I believe from the last clip I saw, the last trailer, it features Rock reaching out of his vehicle and picking up a torpedo. Oh, I have not seen that clip <laughs> yes. yet. I am going to watch that as soon as the show is over. I, I, I think I saw that. I was just kind of watching, like that. That didn't just happen. It looks absolutely ridiculous. I cannot wait to go see it. Um, I'm it's absolutely full- furious. I, I'm fully onto the movies. I am like all. I'm all there with them now. The ride still not so much. Um, the ride. Oh, okay. So I was with someone who had never seen, doesn't know about the ride or anything like that. And we walked by in in California. The uh, there's like the big picture of like yeah. the Fast and the Furious ride. Was it California or was it here? It might have been here. But either way, it was. Uh, you know, and it's the Vin Diesel's holding the helicopter. Yeah, and they're like. Is he riding that helicopter? And I was like, I don't know. I've been on the ride, and I still can't even tell you. I think it's a drone, but it might be a full-size helicopter. <laughs> and, and that Vin Diesel's just been progressively getting larger and larger each movie to oh, the point is. where now he's a giant. Vin Diesel also cannot lose a fight in any one of his movies. That's actually a fact. He's, not, no. he's contractually obligated to not lose a fight in his movies. you got a creeper hanging over your head here. Oh, hey, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> I, that's crazy that somebody would do something like that. Yeah. Well, it's Vin Diesel. So, um, yeah, in, in terms of what they could learn from each other, too, and, not, and whatever, I'm just saying they both need to learn to just step back off some stuff. And I think that's the best for all of us. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, I think they are learning yeah. from each other, though, and I think that's why we're. I think it's going to start flowing. You know, Diagon Alley was the, okay, well, we're raising yeah. the bar, and then now it's kind of like, but it's clear that Di- Universal is picking up on Disney's level of service. Yeah. No, I, I agree. So, well, that's going to do it for our question and answering. This was uh, really fun. I hope you enjoyed it if we got to your questions. If we didn't, I do apologize. Uh, there just wasn't enough time. And like I said, we will try to handle a fun chat Q&A later on uh, whenever we when we can get to it down the road, when we need something and we didn't come prepared with a show. So, of course, if you need any more information on the stuff we discussed in the show, like that fun uh, Disney date video, you'll be able to find our show notes page. The Disney what the video? Disney oh, d- okay. You right. already Matt, forgot about it. I, I was like, did you roofie yeah. me? No, no, no. Like, no, I no. thought it was a date you and I had. No, 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 no. I'll put that video in the show notes, and that's where you can find more. Of course, you can find show notes for all of the other shows that we have on the Diz Unplugged Podcast Network. Rhino, what do you got? I just have one thing to say. It was kind of weird that nobody asked in a question about our resolutions, so I guess we just don't have time for those today. Yeah, I guess we don't. Yeah, so it's weird. It's a shame. Otherwise, this would have been a perfect time uh, to get that out of there, but we will see in the future if we answer those. So, of course, make sure you're subscribed to us on iTunes as well as YouTube, whatever way you are. Are able to consume us make sure you're subscribed and leaving us feedback comments on everything down below hey if you have a question for us to answer maybe even in the next episode if you can't be in the live chats but you want uh you want your question read uh and we'll keep it like youtube exclusive in general for that one go ahead and leave your comments below we'll try to answer them we 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 are at your service as always because we appreciate you guys uh, the most, uh, you know, we're, we're here because of you and we hope to keep being here because of you. So keep watching, tuning in, and we will keep doing this ridiculous, ridiculous thing every week. So 
Thank you again. Thank you, Rhino, for being here with me today. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. And, of course, we will be back with you next week for another episode. But until then, that's it. Bye.